Good morning, everyone. Well, at 4.30 in the morning this morning, I could not sleep, so I thought I might as well jot down some thoughts about my Apple pre-order experience last night. It's Friday, September 14th, and this is Careful Tech. So pre-ordering jacks up your sleep schedule, especially on the East Coast. It's not just the interruption of a 3 a.m. alarm. Um, The order itself, after all, only takes five minutes. That's shorter than a late night pee break, after which I usually fall right back to sleep. But the real problem is that pre-ordering floods my brain with adrenaline. There's this mad scramble because you know if you don't get into the store and get that order submitted, as soon as you can, there's at least a chance that you could end up with um, not getting your shiny new device on day one, but rather getting it three weeks later. So by the time my order actually went through last night, I was wired. Now, I ended up purchasing a Series 4 Apple Watch in Space Gray. Now, I already own the Series 3, which I bought last year, so I certainly didn't need an upgrade. Still, I'm excited about the larger screen, about the smaller bezels on that screen, and the improved information density of um, some of the new faces to fit that bigger display. I skipped out on the cellular edition again, same as last year. It's not that I can't see the utility of having that cell connection. I would love to stay um, networked in on my runs without lugging my phone along in an armband or in a hip pouch. Um, And it would be nice to know that I could summon help if I got hit by a car or had a heart attack while out exercising. But I just can't justify the extra cost. $100 more upfront than $15 or more tacked onto my cell phone bill every month forever. On top of that, in our case, to add an Apple Watch to our AT&T family plan, we would have to ditch our grandfathered shared data pool. That would raise our bill by at least another $35, maybe more if we decided to go unlimited. Um, And that would be tough to justify. That's a big price hike to the other family members who split the monthly bill, especially because um, some of them use almost no data at all. Now, I opted to trade in my Series 3 as part of the purchase last night. Um, I was The reason I was going to do that was because I thought the $175 credit would be automatically uh, deducted from my purchase price to kind of simplify the whole reselling process, but that didn't actually happen. Apparently, they're going to send me a box and they won't uh, give me my refund until they get the unit back and check its condition. Now, that's not a big deal. That's how a lot of the reselling services work, um, but I'm not sure that 175 bucks for the Series 3 is the best that I can do in terms of um, a reselling deal. So I might hunt around, I might list it on Swappa to see if anyone bites it, buying it for more than that. Um, it's a pretty steep loss over the course of one year to go from, what did I buy the thing for, 349 to 175 And I'm Not sure it doesn't still have more value than that. One nice perk of that trade-in process, though, if I do it that way, is that they don't force you to return your accessories, which means I'll get to keep the gray sport band that shipped with the Series 3. So knowing that, I ordered my Series 4 with the nylon sport loop instead. Now, I'm not sure I'm on board with the nylon strap. I've heard people call it the sweatpants of watch bands, which really doesn't appeal to me. Sweatpants are so heavy and gross. 
Um, but I'm kind of looking forward to a change. I wish they still had the other nylon strap as a bundled in option for the watch. Um, I'll also get to keep my current watch charger, which will be nice because then I'll have two charging discs for the first time ever. So I can leave the extra charger in my travel bag and never have to move the one that's on my nice on my nightstand. Um, leaving behind the Apple Watch for a second. Now, I made a big fuss last year about finally moving to an annual upgrade cycle on the iPhone, but I have decided to hold on to my iPhone X for another year. The XS just doesn't seem like it's worth the outlay. It's so much of an incremental upgrade over the X. Um, I just don't want to plunk down the hundreds of dollars it would take to do the upgrade even after you um, figure in the resale price of the 10. Plus, I haven't really saved enough money to buy both a new phone and a new watch. I'd buy these devices with cash. And the Series 4 was by far the more interesting product of what Apple announced on Wednesday. Now, if Apple had announced new iPad Pros this week, I might have faced a dilemma, new watch or new iPad. But it's likely that I still would have chosen the wearable After all, I do wear the thing every day. I use it all the time. Um, And I'd choose it over the tablet. I've owned three iPads in the past, including two iPad Pros, or no, maybe one iPad Pro. And I've ended up selling each one after it falls out of use um, after a few weeks. Finally, for whatever reason, the shipping address and email associated with my Apple Pay account were incorrect. And I didn't realize this until after my order was processed. Now, the physical address is probably close enough to our actual address that it'll go through, but the email address doesn't actually exist anymore, so that's going to bounce back. Hopefully, that doesn't derail my order, um, because if I had to submit a new one at this point, it looks like I'd be waiting well into October to get my watch. One last thought to sum things up. As tablets and smartphones inch toward maturity, I see fewer and fewer reasons to upgrade annually. I don't feel much fear of missing out when I look at the uh, the XS, the XS versus last year's iPhone X. So I'm thinking it might make sense to adopt a longer term upgrade cycle, say two years for my phone and three or four for my tablet if I even ever end up buying one again. But the nascent smartwatch category, that device is still growing and changing by leaps and bounds every year. In 2016, the watches got much faster. In 2017, they gained uh, cellular, standalone cellular capability. And this year, the form factor changed pretty radically. So given that, if I had to choose one device to upgrade annually, I think it would be the Apple Watch. And that's a testament to the gadget's utility, considering I didn't even own one just two years ago. Thanks very much for listening to Careful Tech. You can check uh, the podcast out on the web at carefultech.net, or you can read the written version of this post at matthogger.com. I'm Matt Hogger, H-A-U-G-E-R, on Twitter, and Careful Tech is up on Twitter as well. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.